Welcome to the 14th edition of Old Titans. And there's a whole lot of us in here this week. This is John Paul. B-Man. Uh, Brian. Nick. And Matt. See, lots of us. <laughs> I think that counted five, which is the most we've ever had in one recording. If you can't count no, to you, five... The Rogue One one, you also had five as well. Did we have had, five? Yeah, because you had Red Robin in that one. We did have Red Robin, but this would count is equal to that, so this would still be the most we've ever had. We'd have visitor, we'd hide in the background. Which yeah, that was an audience member. It was an audience member only. So she we was don't mentioned. Yeah, we've never yeah. spoke. We've got to, we've got to get the audience, live audience here sometime. We're, we're going to do that one of these days, I promise. Alright, so, um, for our special episode of all of our guests, we're going to do the normal, usual thing and nothing unique. So we're well, going to turn... This is good, though. We have Brian here, and what yeah. people don't know that listen to our show... You and I talked about this show for, what, months before we actually did one? Yeah, at least three months. And we were probably going to do one until Brian overheard us talking one day, and he has one as yeah, well. What uh, show do you have? It's called Corn Operated. Uh, for most of the time, I'm u- usually either completely inebriated and very cursing, so this is like a huge like difference for me. So John Paul's <laughs> the same way. Yeah, but no, no, we're kind of a similar ilk. We've, we've done like the kind of the similar topics. We've done the live shows and all that stuff, so it's... It's interesting going on somebody else's like, so I'm not in charge of it. Okay, I, I guess yeah. I'll follow yeah, you guys' this one, Since this one is during our lunch hour here at work, <laughs> and since they all in one form or another report to me, I can guarantee you that nobody's going to get inebriated over the lunch hour today, unless they snuck something ahead of time, in which case they probably shouldn't mention it. No. Um, and because I don't check the little box when I upload these to iTunes and such that yeah. says explicit content, yeah. hold off on the explicit content. <laughs> yeah, I won't drink from my water bottle, dude. There the you episode. go. There you go. Matt, you might as well just leave. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds good. Ooh, Matt. All right, so we're going to turn to the B-Man question of the week. Well, this one's an easy one, kind of. If you could take any comic book character or series and make it into an original TV show, yep. what would that be? Or who would that be? One that's never been done before. Yeah, you want something kind of original. Like, do you want to have this Superman-type show? Probably not, because it's always happened. And this is kind of with Iron Fist coming out. Iron Fist comes out a couple weeks. Looks great. But it does look it, like Batman Begins meets Arrow. It does. And and I've got to say, they've got to change their promotional photos. I just have to make a comment on this. That one promotional photo of him in the air, arm extended, ready to punch somebody with his Iron Fist. What's wrong with that? The angle of the camera, when you glance at it, he looks like he has these weird spaghetti arms. That, in motion, it looks good. I watched the trailer and it looks really, really good. Capture it like half a second before or half a second later. That exact promotional photo, we got iron spaghetti arm is what the show is. And I don't know, there's just something kind of odd. And I'm not one to talk. I mean, I, you know, my arms are nothing to... If that was Blue Beetle, you'd be in heaven right now. Like, that's the greatest poster ever. It's Blue Beetle. I will say, as well, you far have to have as... the spaceship in the background. That's though. true, too, yes. <laughs> as far as the Marvel heroes have gone, he's probably the, the least buff one. Like, his physique is not the typical... Yeah, it's like a swimmer's physique, right? Yeah, more of a Bruce Lee, yeah. martial art, lean muscle. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So, that's true. Other yeah, plus, his arms are actually made out of spaghetti. So, is that, that's that's a, it's a real medical thing. He needs to get yeah. checked out. They make it fun of the guy, man. He's bad Italian, I guess. But I am so. looking forward to seeing it. Okay. So, all right. So, as far as my answer, you want yes. to go first? Yes. Okay. We could let our guests go first. Do y'all want to go first? No, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So, my choice. I think I mentioned this last week when we were talking about characters that we've missed or like to bring back in some way. Um, one that I enjoy every single time I read it, 
and it lends itself well to an anthology of every episode could be something different. You're not, you're not worried about a long, drawn-out story. Uh, Michael T. Gilbert's Mr. Monster. Um, I don't think anybody here has read it, but Mr. Monster is a fun, um, a fun comedy horror character, very much in the vein of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. But whereas Ash vs. the Evil Dead series, each season is an ongoing one big story across ten episodes. Each one of these, just like the comic, you could do is each one a standalone episode. You have the reluctant werewolf shows up one day to hire them because he's being persecuted and picketed and you know those kind of things. He he defends the monsters and beats and beats the monsters. He does both. Oh, it changes name. Mr. Monster doesn't sound very catchy to me. It, it's it's part of the appeal, though. The appeal, to and his girl Friday, you know. And it, wow, this is getting worse. Yeah, it, Friday's wonderful. Okay, because you know comics. They have good names all over. Oh, yeah, Mr. Monster's fine, I think. I think you can go with Mr. Monster and be happy with that name. Especially if he's from like the 60s, just like, oh, look, it's Nuclear Man, or insert whatever man or Dr. person. Solar. There was there Dr. Solar. There's uh, Concrete. Concrete was great. This is in the same era as Concrete. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like, oh, man, I don't know what the superhero's name is. Concrete, let's go. Yeah, we all accept like Batman and Spider-Man as cool names, but... It's as basic as you can get. It's just like <laughs> yeah. in your consciousness from when you're born, you're like, yeah, that's cool. He's a man who dresses like a bat. He's yeah. a man who dresses like a spider. Yeah. Let's call him that. So it's really not <laughs> more intelligent than concrete because he's a man who's <laughs> a big lump of concrete. Um, that is true. I mean, we got the thing. It's... Yeah, that's even. Yeah, yeah Mr. Fantastic. Call... Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. We have the human torch with the invisible woman and uh, that thing. You know, it's you know that's where Stanley. We had of ideas right there. I'm just gonna go with this one. Then we'll work with that. I don't know. It's just blob of rocks. The thing. Whatever. Let's go next. Yeah. See, I'm actually thinking. I was gonna say my answer from last week. Sojourn. I loved that comic, but oh. I said it already. I'm thinking Garth Ennis, Max Silvestri, The Darkness. It was the good antihero. It mm-hmm. it is super powered type relation, but he wasn't really a good guy. And I think Brian knew about that before. Yeah. Um. He was Maf- Jackie Estacado, mafia hitman. Just turned, I believe, 21 years old. Is he a mafia hitman throughout the story, or is he like a reformed mafia No, hitman? he's... Well, it changes eventually as the story goes on, where the mafia kind of turns on him. But for a while, he is... He's never really a good guy. So it's a Breaking Bad, Dexter, yeah. those kind of things. Okay. I think it could actually fit in that... It would be a good AMC show, I think. I, I loved it, so... One I'd never watched, but that's okay. But that's all right. Yeah. No, what makes it different from... Because I know at that era, also, uh, Witchblade came out at the same time. Right. Yeah. Now... You have the darkness, which is very not really well known, but what about having a Witchblade instead and including the darkness in there? Well, Witchblade had a TV show that kind of bombed. Yeah, that was on... And I kind of want to avoid like, that. Oh, the darkness first appearance actually happened in Witchblade yeah. number 10, I believe. Yeah, so would you want to see something like that, like have Witchblade in the show as well with the darkness? Oh, you could actually start off with Witchblade and actually do what the CW does and kind of expand the darkness mm. and have like a top top cut universe. I think it'd be actually an even better idea now that you mentioned it. And this is tricky now because, you know, we're comic book fans, but Brian actually works in a comic book store. Yes, he does. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny because I actually had this conversation before, which one was better, the uh, Darkness or Witchblade, since they both came out around the same time. So it's like, uh Well, it, it depends on how you one. look at it, probably. depends yeah. whether it's the quality of the story or which one's sold better. Because since most comic book readers tend to be guys... Yeah, the Witchblade sold more. <laughs> and that one stars a scantily clad girl. That sells bigger. With Michael Turner. Rest yeah. in peace. So... Yeah, at least on the independent side. When you get to the mainstream one, it's always the male characters. Batman yeah. Superman always sell better than the Wonder Woman and Supergirl comics. But on yes. the independents, it's it's always the female characters. The Lady Deaths. Um, yeah, Lady Mechanique uh, and all that. Yeah. 
All right, so what, what about you, Brian? Uh, I actually created a list, a few of them. Uh, <laughs> you, you get one. <laughs> you get <laughs> one. Okay, can I do at least two? Okay. Give me you, two. You can tell us what your runner-up is, yeah. You can okay. have Matt's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my runner-up was actually going to be a night, uh, Moon Knight cartoon oh, yeah. series. Okay. Like, over here. Yeah, because uh, how popular like, the whole okay. uh, Daredevil, not Daredevil, Deadpool, Spider-Man animated series team-ups going on. Right. So you throw in a character very similar to those two, Moon Knight, it would be a great thing to introduce him more into like the Marvel Universe so people get more aware of him. Since he's crazy and he has those split personality disorders, it'll be interesting to see which one you go with. And I guess my number one will probably be more around The Boys. I don't know if you guys read that one. Never heard that. Mm, nope. Alright, so what it is, it's a group of guys who keep the superhero. They're, they're all boys, right? Uh, no, they're called The Boys. Okay. So what they do is it's a group of guys that keep the superheroes in check. Because it, what it is in that universe, the superheroes run amok. There's civilian casualties. There's a lot of property damage, and the boys' job is to keep them in line to make sure they know who's really in charge type stuff. Because the issue starts off with a one of the guys is with his girlfriend. They're on a date, and during a battle, one of the superheroes kills his girlfriend, trying to defeat the bad guy. And it's him being the person. One of the main character comes up to me like, "Hey, do you want to join this group where we keep the superheroes in check?" So that'll be pretty cool to see how they they would do it and whatnot. Cool. Mm, sounds cool. Yeah, it's a, a different take on the damage control type. Thing. Yeah, where most of because you have powerless where they're like, oh, we're gonna invent stuff to keep civilians safe. This is like, no, it's, the civilians take it into their own hands to keep the superheroes in okay. check. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a very out there comic and very graphic, so it's it's a good read though. Right. How about you, Nick? So, a show that I would love to see made, and I don't know if it's out there in pre-production or something that I don't know about but it's Why the Last Man that'd be great that's it's a great series it'd be yeah. perfect for like either HBO Showtime AMC even I'm sure somebody's optioned it almost everything that was Vertigo or in that kind of mature DC yeah. line has been optioned at some point I mean I hadn't heard about anything on that one being yeah it just seems like it would fit so perfectly in today's climate with TV it'd yeah. be great yeah, I actually totally agree with yeah. that and that was when I was up that one's had like a lot of stuff because I know they were supposed to make it into a movie with uh, Shia LaBeouf playing. Uh, hmm, I didn't even hear about no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, I'm against Shia LaBeouf. That one. Well, this was a I'm few like years ago as uh, Europe, but it's one of those scenes where it was just in limbo about like who's gonna get it, who who officially owns the rights. Do you want to make it into a movie, a TV show? I know with The Walking Dead, it was more like let's see how The Walking Dead does, and when that hit, I was like, okay, well let's see how Preacher does. When that hit, I was like, uh, should we kind of make this into a series? I don't know. Let's find out. And Sandman is in that same vein yeah, where yeah. they've been trying to make that Sandman, for yeah. 20 years, it seems like, in one form or another. And it just I hope can't. they do one day, but Lucifer still, has been a huge success. They're still, true, that could working, help. they're still working on the movie for Sandman, but it doesn't need to be a movie. It, it needs doesn't. To be a series. I, what, I agree. What piece of that story do you tell in a two hour you movie? You really couldn't. Yeah, you had to go. Yeah, I couldn't do that. We need an original one. This is, where you, this is where you take Alan Moore's advice and you don't try to adapt. You just you do. Get, you get the creator to write an original story for. The medium, and that was Neil Gaiman created, yeah. right? Yeah. I believe. So yeah. I think he'd do that. Yeah, and he oh, writes yeah. episodes for series all the time. Like he wrote, he probably wrote one of the best Doctor Who episodes. Yep. And Did he really write one? Yeah. No he, yeah. Which one was it? It's the one where the TARDIS explodes and the TARDIS becomes like a person. That's I forgot right. the name. Doctor's the wife. There we go. The Doctor's wife. It was. It was a fantastic yeah. episode. So I'll have to go back and read that. Yeah. So to that. me, that was one of the best Doctor Who episodes because it incorporates Smith perfectly and all that. So I was like, Gaiman wrote this. Can he write more, please? Get rid of Davies. Oh, he's and one of the greatest writers ever. Get rid of Davies and Moffat and just have Gaiman be the showrunner. That would be <laughs> awesome. 
I'm not sure I want him doing that. I almost feel like having a Grant Morrison taking something over. Oh, after too much time, you get too weird, I think. Yeah, I think that's when the drugs kick in and he just doesn't know what to write anymore. He's like, yeah. I see purple unicorns. Okay, Batman pets a purple unicorn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. All right, Matt. Um, well, my immediate thought was Moon Knight. Uh, but then, Been taken, yeah. Yeah, sorry. and well, it was so similar to like Arrow and just like that ground level Daredevil kind of thing, even though he is crazy. I moved past that. And Nova is actually one I'd like to see made into a series. Um, I don't know anything about Nova past like his very recent Marvel Now stuff, so I don't know anything about that. But when he's a kid and he finds his dad's helmet and he puts on his dad's helmet and makes him into a superhero, kind of like a Shazam thing, that's cool. And he's like globe trotting and like you're. You're there with him as the audience member because you don't know anything he's looking at either, and he's got like this kid wonder about him. Like everything I do is cool. Like I'm an awesome superhero, but really he's just in over his head all the time, kind of like Spider Man. Like that would be really cool. I don't know that you could get a budget that would make it good anywhere. I mean, maybe you do like a four episode miniseries on Netflix where they throw a bunch of money into it or something like that. But that would just be awesome because he is so top level. You you have the uh, like people that you wouldn't see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe get any kind of time in general, like The Watcher or something, you know, like, he kind of plays into that a lot. They kind of, it's weird now because they had the Nova Corp in the Guardians of the Galaxy, but no mention of, like, actual Nova proper, or Nova Prime that they call him, or now she's like somebody else. It's a whole different thing, but what, Nova... What? You mean Marvel keeps changing their characters? Yeah, really? it's ridiculous, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could just give me Nova as the... I, he's like 14, 15, he's in school, he's like doing school things, and at night he's like going out and he's like protecting, you know, the galaxy. Like, that's cool. Okay, I gotta ask. Because I've owned a couple of Nova comics from back when I had a comic shop. Yeah. And never read them. Okay. Because, well, I just didn't care. There was something about the covers that just didn't grab me. But... On the covers, he's always just shown flying. That's mm-hmm. it. That he's never shown hitting anybody or zapping anybody or doing anything other than just flying really fast past people. So what you're saying is you like balance on your covers? No, I just I don't know what his powers are. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, that's great. I just think you you well, you're, you're, you're know, flies. You, um, it actually, in I well, let me preference this. I I was introduced to Nova in the um, Who Killed the Watchmen. Or not Watchmen, oh, the uh, Watcher, Watcher miniseries. Like, uh, original like, Sin. Okay. Yeah, original yeah. Sin, yeah. Number zero is like what introduced me to him. In that entire book, he doesn't do anything but fly, actually. Okay. Funny enough. Um, but throughout the series, it's like his dad was a Nova Corp officer, and he gets the helmet when he puts it on. It makes him a Nova. And he's learning his powers with you as like you read it. So okay. like in the beginning it is I kind of fly fast and I'm stronger, but then like at points he'll like realize he can like shoot like lasers out of his hands and like stuff like that. that's and that's part of it. It's like So he can do other stuff. He can do that's other things, okay, but because good, he's good. new to this and he good. doesn't know, he's like learning and I think that would be part of what would make that series interesting. Definitely if we went on the CW. I mean that that sounds like something <laughs> no, tailor yeah. made for the CW. Yeah. Um, it would, I think it would have like a if you had like a flash vibe to yeah. it where like you appreciate Barry and like he's yeah he has his down moments and things are sad sometimes but like he's having fun with what he's doing like he appreciates the power he has like that's the tone you would need it would be cool all right cool so I think we have all answered because that was I started to say five answers it wasn't because somebody cheated and gave us two so <laughs> six <laughs> answers we actually all wanted Moon Knight though no way yeah so technically no, 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 yeah, hold on all the, wanted Moon Knight well, well three out of five 
I mean, I, I think Nick, 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 Nick. I mean, I'd watch it, but yeah, also, there you go. Four out of five, four I think it was like the general discussion, like, okay, round robin, who do you think was the best one? Moon yeah, Knight yeah. would actually win that discussion. All right. Nothing well, DC, of course, but that's all right. Oh, I didn't oh, mention DC. Yeah, you didn't, you're right. You didn't. Mine, I believe it was published under Eclipse originally, and then independent varied all over the place. So back to news. All right, to the news. <laughs> Use my special effect because you know we're so high tech here. And here's the news. And I've got people laughing at me now. I need somebody <laughs> to explain what just happened. It's just one of I those still things. don't know what happened. It's just one of those things. All right. This week in the news, um, only one thing that was like really, really big news. But I'll go to the smaller stuff first. Um, last week we mentioned that some of the Inhumans casting has been coming along. They finally um, have cast and announced Black Bolt. You know, top guy in the Inhumans. Um, I've never seen the show Hell on Wheels, but Anson Mount from Hell on Wheels is going to be playing Black Bolt with every line that he says, which of course is none nothing. Because the important thing is, is he going to have the tuning fork on his head? You need a good question. Yeah. I, I hope so. <laughs> Did they cast a dog? I think that's probably going to be CGI. Oh. Lockjaw, right? Yeah, Lockjaw. Yeah, Lockjaw. No, would they go with like a St. Bernard or is Wolfhound <laughs> just like the biggest dog possible? Or were they just kind of like, eh, we'll just. CGI it. I think they'll CGI it. They'll gorilla grot it. I actually think Shia LaBeouf would be good for the dog. That's okay. Yeah, he would. Yeah, so. I'll work for that. Um, we mentioned earlier uh, Neil Gaiman. Well, Neil Gaiman has signed a first look deal with Fremantle. So anything he's developing for TV, uh, which he has one coming soon, American Gods, which you know, at least a couple of us um, potentially looking forward to. Big cast. Um, probably the first thing that jumped to mind was... Uh, Everyone's beloved FBI agent Dana Scully. She's mm. playing one of the oh, that's cool. one of the American guys. But anyway, it's, it's quite a cast. It'll be appearing on Stars, I believe, in April, late April, and then moving over to Amazon Prime May first or second, like right before Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. So, yay, American Gods! Yay, yay no Guardians Gaiman. of the Galaxy. And yes. yeah, sure, okay, Guardians. We'll go with that. And then I just wanted to point out that Newsarama, uh, Newsarama.com, great website. Love looking at it, and. They've got a great series they've been running for the past about six weeks where every week they release an article talking to retailers and publishers looking at the comic industry, looking at um, can this week's article is can comic books survive with all the digital media and um, such and the new way people are consuming media. Hint, we have more to that to come later. Um, other ones have been, have been um, things like too many event comics or not enough event comics, um, too many special covers or multiple covers. Each week they're doing a different look at the comic book industry from the retailers and publishers' points of view, and it's been a good series, so I highly recommend looking at that. And for the last one, the sad one of the week, you know, we just had the Oscars, and we had the In Memoriam section of the Oscars with all the people we've lost this past year, and right before that, about one day, Bill Paxton. So I just have to say the only line that comes to mind when I hear Bill Paxton, he's done tons of stuff, tons of great stuff, only one line. Game over, man. Game over. And the uh, aliens, he, I won't say he made aliens, but he's one of the two or three people who made aliens. And he's actually one of the only guys that have been killed by a predator, an alien, and a Terminator. <laughs> a little trivia for you. Was he killed by a Terminator? Yeah. I can't remember doing that. Oh, I'm, I'm supposed to know I killed him on the Yeah, he was one of the punks in the bar scene. Oh, <laughs> he's the one with like, the weird mohawk and the switchblade. i got to rewatch that scene now. All right. Um, so, rest in peace. You survived the aliens. So In 2016. 
Yeah, yeah, he made it out. He made it out <laughs> 2016. Him and Betty White. Man, Betty White's still kicking, man. Still going. Although there was one she other death. And this list. is not one she to make fun of, but for what it's worth, because when I heard it, it was like, oh, so it, it, it meant something. Judge Wapner died from the People's Court. The very, see? See, there's that, there's that moment. That I remember he was watching the, that. You've heard of the People's Court? Yeah. The, on the TV stuff. No, was that like a Judge Judy thing? Or was yes. that an actual He was show? the first one. He was the first one, yeah. Oh, yeah. The very first yes. on TV court judge thing I think he moved on court. too didn't he like Animals Court after I that Animals Court I think he did Animals Court like, a lot of his cases were getting animals he was a big animal lover so but anyway Judge Wapner died the same day I believe it was the same day as Bill Paxton yeah his was not quite as tragic he was like 96 97 yeah. years old um, not the only one to go but at least he had an extra 30 plus years beyond that I think the Bill Paxton thing was he also had the TV show Training Day they said he finished filming yeah. for um, the episodes for the season. Yeah, because I know his son was going to be on it with him as well. So yeah. that was one of the things where I think where a lot of people were like, but he's on TV. Yeah. He's doing uh-huh. things right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. So shall we move on to our topic of the week? Yes. Hand it over to Matt, I believe. Yes. Matt brought us this topic. Therefore, he got to come along. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it, it's funny. I'll, I'll lay it out like this. Like, I remember being a kid. And, like, a show I wanted to watch comes on at 8 o'clock. So before that, I would just, I'm playing video games or whatever. And it's just, like, the way media was given to you, it was kind of structured. And you didn't really have a way around that. But now, I can watch any show I want. I can read any comic I want. I can play any video game I want. And it's almost like an overload where I'll find myself, like, I want to play video games. But it's way easier to watch Netflix. But it's even easier to sink into the couch and just be on my phone until it's time to go to sleep. And my topic really is just like, how do you consume media, and geek media in particular, because, I mean, the news is still the news or whatever, but, like, playing video games and Netflix and Hulu and, like, how do you balance all that? Um, And just, like, how problematic is that for you? Because I find that it's actually a huge problem for me. Uh, I want to play video games and like I want to watch this new show but I can't do them both at the same time and it's like it would be difficult it it would be very difficult but like I found myself yesterday for example I was playing VR and like I played it for an hour or so and then I was like well okay I'm going to watch something on TV now but should I watch a Legion or should I watch should I catch up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or should I watch this other show? And I didn't do any of those. I sat down and I got on Imgur on my phone and I didn't do anything. And it's like I'm bombarded with so much stuff that is almost too much and then I don't do anything at all. It's it's upsetting. Yeah. It's like too and we, much. And we thought this would be great. Uh, B-Man brought this up when he brought the topic um, into an email discussion amongst us. We actually had, we had some prep time on we this. Did. Not a lot, but we had a few emails back and forth about this, and he brought it up that this would be good because age-wise. Let's, let's go around the room. I'll start. I'm 48 years old. I'm 40. I'm 31. 38. I'm 25. I almost oh. said 15. I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> now, so we've got, right. We have a nice spread of ages. I mean, it sounds like Nick and B-Man here are the closest in age, only a couple years apart. Um, but the rest of us are spread. There's, there's a nice gap between all of us. And so we've seen... A different, um, different range of options over the years. Yeah. I mean, me as a kid, for example, we had three networks and PBS, <laughs> and you know that that was it. 
and you had to walk to the TV and turn it on and change the channel. I did that too. Yeah, yeah I, I know, too. but what I'm saying that's that was that was the norm before you brought along Fox and then cable. Um, Ted Turner really pushed us into cable. You know, he was he even put out a song. He was cable when cable wasn't cool. Um, that's was awesome. Ted Turner singing, which was not a good thing, but wow. I don't understand what's being I, I, said. I right thought you Ted Turner, Turner, TBS. I mean, I guess CNN, all that. Sure. Um, husband of Jane Fonda. I know Jane Fonda. They still there we go. I, I, I think so, but I'm not yeah. positive. I could be wrong because I don't follow that kind of stuff. Hmm. No fact check, Brian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> is that is that, that your fact checking procedure? Wikipedia, right there. <laughs> that was more for clarification for Matt. So, but yes, when it was only three channels. And things were very, very, very structured yeah. and also very limited. It was easier. We had to play our Pong for hours on end. Yeah. And it didn't really interrupt anything else. Um, well, you guys did have Saturday morning cartoons, which we don't yes. have anymore. I do miss that part. Saturday morning cartoons were a staple. It was You knew. Saturday mornings, you woke up early. It didn't matter that you didn't have school. You woke up early on that day. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I've lost that structure now that I'm an adult and, like, I have Netflix and stuff. Like, I don't even consume as much entertainment as I want because I, there's nobody to tell me when to do it. Well, I think it's the on-demand of all of it now because if you miss an episode, you just wait maybe 20 minutes after it airs and you can just watch it right then and there like I think the downfall of all of it started with uh, TiVo when you started being able to record your programs go further back go to the VCRs I well, mean to some degree yeah but like where it made like the mass things where people could right. record their entire season of let's say the Osbournes back in the day when TiVo was start, first starting off you record the whole entire season of the Osbournes and you're like okay well I'm going to sit down and watch it since football season's over there's nothing going on I need That's that in it. between it's the excuse to be able to say when I don't have anything else to do, I'll do that. But you always have something to do, so you never get to everything. Yeah, and I don't think any of us would go back. I don't think we'd change it. We <laughs> like having these options, but it's definitely changed the way this exists. And there are so many movies and TV shows I've discovered and love because there was nothing else on. And it wasn't like I, I had no other choice. It was either watch what is on or maybe go outside and play and be active and healthy. Yeah, imagine that. They don't, do, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> they don't that just anymore. Yeah, you know, it's, it just no, you got we fit for that. <laughs> you do actually. You're right. Well, you know, what Matt said too. These days, I actually hate watching TV live unless it's like a game or something like that because it's so much easier to just record it and DVR it and you know fast forward the commercials and yep. you're done. The problem with that is that I DVR everything now except like Game of Thrones or Walking Dead that I ended up getting backed up on those shows yeah. like Arrow and Flash I, I'm like oh man I'm way behind those shows now so I'm like I don't have the time anymore yeah and part of it the volume it's not just that they're all available yeah, it's... but the volume has increased too I mean as a kid you would have had one of those shows to watch so even if you got backed up on it it didn't feel overwhelming because you had maybe five episodes of Arrow sitting there but that's it you didn't have anything else backed up yeah, that doesn't seem overwhelming today it used to be pick, oh. pick your shows because you could only watch what was on at 8 and then what was on at 9 and yeah. all the shows on all the other networks were just not your thing you were going to watch them now you can watch everything yep. yeah. and I think that's the other thing is back in the day like Sundays were always Simpsons and X-Files back in the 90s yes that was everybody's Sunday or Absolutely. most everybody's Sunday and Married Children yeah Married Children things like that then Thursday or Thursdays was NBC we were going to watch NBC because it had all the comedy and each night had like the particular stuff so you kind of like structured like how you guys were saying yep. you structured it but you knew what you were going to watch ahead of time so, you know, Sundays was Fox. Uh, Mondays was ABC for Monday Night Football. I'm just doing, like, general yeah, podcasts, yeah. not us, because we're the outliers on all this. 
But like each day was structured to like, oh, I'm gonna watch this day, this day. Beforehand, like, okay, I have to do all the stuff beforehand. This goes on. Afterwards, I watch the news. So it's kind of just... Yeah, and because it was so structured, like Matt said, you could find the time to read your comics or read a book or play a video game. Yeah, because you planned around those Because there was that spare yeah. time. Yeah, and how Matt was saying earlier, he, instead of doing anything, just sat on the couch and was on Imgur. <laughs> That's not beforehand, even a joke. <laughs> yeah. Beforehand, that would be, okay, it's, for, it's like maybe 20, 30 minutes before bed. Oh, let me go read my magazine for a little bit, or let me go read my book before I fall asleep type stuff. Yeah, yeah I pinpointed the whole thing to the smartphone, because I'm guilty of it too. I'm not on it all the time, but the times when I would read comics was mostly before bed. And now I'm on my smartphone before bed, so I don't really read comics anymore. I have to make a point to switch my habits. And that's the thing. I don't actually plan my life anymore when I get home. Because, like, once I don't have to go to bed, I used to have, like, okay, I'm going to do this, do this. And now I'm, I don't do any of it. I play a game or I watch Netflix and like that. It's just really weird to me. You like playing games, for example. Back in the day, you had to get up and go to the game store and buy something and get excited for it. Now, uh, that game looks interesting. Push a button in your remote control. Hour later, it's there. Yep. It's, it's almost like a you're scared to commit or me personally I'm scared to commit to something and then find out that something better is out there if that makes sense like yeah, I, you don't want I'm, another No Man's Land yeah yeah No Man's oh, yeah, yeah exactly and, and like I'm, I'm looking at oh what game should I play this seems cool but is this what I want because I could play Witcher Witcher's awesome but oh Resident Evil's also cool and it's like you're, you're doing you're doing a Sheldon though if you watch Big Bang Theory there was, a, there was two different episodes, one entire one, where he's trying to decide between Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. He can't decide, he can't commit, because what if something else was better? Mm-hmm. And then on one episode where he's trying to make a huge monumental decision for him, did he start watching The Flash? Because it was a commitment. It yeah. was, if I start watching this, I've got to watch the whole thing. I mean, that's his OCD and all the rest, but that's what you're describing, that... Yes. What if there's something else I want that time for? Yeah, exactly. And, and it's partly because I waste so much time, like he said, just on my cell phone, just sitting there on my cell phone, and then couple that with the fact that there's a million things, a million things. There's so many TV shows, so many video games, there's so many comics to read, and it wasn't always like that. So now put the time waster of a cell phone up against there being so much content now. And the it's pressure like, of making a choice. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. It's, so you make the choice of no choice. Exactly. That's the easiest one to make. I'll just sit here and play on my phone. That's fine. But the funny thing is, even like 20 years ago, you put your five guys then talking about comic books, games, whatever. You would assume all five guys, or at least most of them, were living in mom's basement. <laughs> you know, well, that or they're part of a club at a, at a university or something like that or in a school. Because yeah. Like, when we used to digest things, like for, I'm going to use anime as an example because I think me and Matt and maybe Nick still watch anime every once in a while type stuff. Oh, yeah. Anime. Oh, yeah. It used to be like to find new anime, you had to go to a club. You had to go to a thing like that because... It was hard to find. It was hard to find. And somebody in there, because I remember a VHS for an anime for like three episodes was like 30 bucks. And that was cheap back in the day. So I think that's what it is. Is like we used to have to go out to find it, so... For anime, it used to be like, oh, let me go to the anime club so I could figure out what new stuff is going on. And then you go to cons to figure out new comics. Mm-hmm. So that was like the thing that helped us before like smartphones, internet became part of the norm. It's the internet. Yeah. These, day, the internet, these days yeah. it's the internet. I still think it began with the, v, the VHS, uh, v, I'll say VCR because mm-hmm. there was been beta as well. But you know, whether it's beta or VHS, doesn't matter. With the VCR, at one point, Every Christmas, what was really important was watching that Charlie Brown Christmas special. And it was never important. And it, well, for 
for my generation. <laughs> that was something you watched that, kind of like Saturday morning cartoons. Mm -hmm. But every Halloween you watched, um, you know, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. There was um, Rudolph. Wizard of Oz came on once a year. That was in the spring. I think it was in March. And every year you planned as a family to sit down and watch Wizard of Oz. And once you could record it or go buy it at the store and bring it home, suddenly you could watch it whenever you wanted. And that was that was like the dipping the toe in the, mm. the pond of yeah, that makes sense. where we are now. Yeah. But even, like, what do you guys think, I guess game-wise, comic book-wise, never was just a, a guy thing anymore. Back in the 80s, it was always just a young, geeky guy thing to do. And now it's females are heavily involved in it as well, I think. Contradict you right there. So what happened was when the video game industry started off and they were in the toy stores, they go, who do we market it to first? Do we put it in the boy aisle or do you put it in the girl aisle? Because at that time, video games were very, like, omnisexual, so there wasn't really any, like, attachments to it. Talking about Atari like and everything? Uh, yeah, Pong. Is, okay. there any, is there any, like, blue, green, blue, pink type stuff in Pong? No. Pac-Man? No, not really. It's just... That's how it you was. Know, one pink ghost, but you know. yeah. So <laughs> they they also had a blue, red, yellow. But they would go, okay, who do we put the video game aisle in? Do we put it in with the boys or with the girls? And they go, you know what? Let's just put it with the boys. And that's how video games started being tailored tailored to boys. That's why all the marketing just shifted from a family type system to oh, boys. And that was back in the eighties when like the Nintendo, Sega, and all those guys started making consoles and stuff like that. And that's why video games are now boys type stuff. It does seem like it evolved. I just don't think 20 years ago you could have room with like five guys talking about this kind of thing, yet all five guys either married or in serious relationships. No, you'll have us all playing video games trying to figure out like secret seat code and all that <laughs> stuff. We're like, there's got to be something here. I heard I heard a rumor that if you turn around in a circle three times at the start of the screen, you get a super secret ultra sword type stuff. And those five guys would listen to this podcast and be like, they're complaining that they can get everything they want. <laughs> there's a million things. The five, ah, the five crazy. of us. If rewind enough years back, yeah. Yeah. would love, not knowing the result, would love that. And I do love it. I would not go back, but it does bother me sometimes that, you know, I, either I can't get to everything I'd like to watch yeah. or, you know, there's too much out there and I want to <laughs> see it all, but, you know, I'd kind of like to spend time with my wife, my nah, kids. I mean, I guess. Kind of. You know, <laughs> um, play with a dog, you know, those kind of, you know, just life. In general, yeah, I think the most depressing aspect of it for me personally is, like I said, I'll sink into my couch and be on my phone for however long, and I'm looking at the things that I should just be doing. I'm like, oh, there's a new season of blah blah coming out next year, and oh, that game has a release date now. It's like, why don't you just play games and watch shows then? What are you doing? Well, I think also we have the binge culture too, because I think that also leads to a lot of stuff. So, like. I know I've done it in the past, and I know you guys have done it. When um, Daredevil came out, you had that one friend that told you, this is really good, you got to start watching it. Next thing you know, you've seen five episodes. That night, you're like, oh, man, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I should have gone to bed. Now, I yeah. do think that one is a generational thing to some degree. I cannot stand the fact that they release all ten at once. I love the concept of once a week, we've all seen an episode, we can get together and talk about it, think it, you know, Think about what might be happening next week. Who was the killer? Or who's behind that mask? Or will those two characters end up together? Or whatever the... Yeah, like the Who Shot Mr. Burns. It was like the huge lead-up to Who Shot Mr. Burns. And everyone's like freaking out like, 
taking bets, doing this and stuff like that. And so you I, can't do that with, with something that's released all at the same time. If you, you almost get to that point where you show up at work the next day, at least for me, if I only watched one episode, because that's all I wanted to see at one time, I can't you gotta be around. walk around going la yeah. la la la. I can't la, be la. around anybody. <laughs> or it'd be like spoiler alert, spoiler alert ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah, it ruined water cooler talk for sure. Yeah. You can't go into work the next day after the big show and everyone's talking about the last episode. Yeah, can you believe Everyone's at a different point, yeah. You know? So I, I still prefer the, <clears throat> the spread out. I like to be fully available so I could watch it whenever I wanted, but I like having the episode spread out more than. Well, I think the you binge. still have that like with the movies because movies. You have like the um, whenever there's a new comic book movie or Star yeah. Wars or something like that, people try to watch it as soon as possible. So that way, Monday morning, it's like, did you see it? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Have you seen it? So you still have that with the movies where yeah. people are still like, hey, have you seen the new Star Wars movie? No, not yet. Okay, it's really good. I won't talk about it until you see it type stuff. So we still still have the water cooler at least with movies. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if it ever goes back away from the release and all at once because Netflix is the one that really yeah. pioneered doing that. Amazon now does it because they're the only other really big name out there there's others but they're yeah. the two biggies well Amazon's starting to do like the once a week for certain shows because right. I know with uh, the Grand Tour they started doing it once a week every Friday they would release an episode and that became the number one downloaded episode on Amazon the number one pirated episode probably because it's just the once a week yeah. aspect of it all and it, bring, yeah, it brings people back to your site over and over and over again mm -hmm. they become more programmed to think of your site every week instead of waiting for you know March 17th you know me, I don't subscribe to Netflix all the time. I wait till that one month, subscribe for one month, and then cancel it. Mm. If they had something ongoing, and I know CBS with uh, their new Star Trek series is going to do that. They release the first episode on television and free online. And if you want to watch the rest of the series, you have to pay for the CBS All Access site. But it's one episode a week. You know, of course, this is an old school network doing it. They're they're going to think of it that way. But I think they're doing that because. They know that works, and it'll be interesting to see if Netflix ever starts toying around with that idea. Well, Nickelodeon kind of did the same exact thing with uh, with Star Trek, with one of their series, Legend of Korra, mm -hmm. where they released, it was season three, they released most of it on TV, then all of a sudden they did an about switch, like, okay, the rest of the episodes are going to be online. That was because the episodes got, like, very dark, and they were like, yeah, you can't really show this to kids, because it had, like, suicide and different types of stuff yeah. on there, so, like, oh, that's kind of, you can still see it online type stuff, so... It might work. I guess the main question is, where is this water cooler? I've not seen a water cooler here ever. It's right next to the TPC, the little water fountain there. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. You guys talk around that place? No. I never been the a point. I don't, never... don't do it anymore. You guys don't invite me. You guys invite me anywhere. That's what I'm saying. There was a time. Where was a time? Yeah. Not here. Never been invited yeah. to the water cooler before. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll invite you. To the I mean, I've been here almost a year now. I should invite you to the water cooler once. The next meeting's at midnight. Is it? Yeah. I'm in bed. Okay. Yeah, and then the blood moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's too, I don't see midnight anymore. I'm torn on the whole binge watching thing because I I love watching stuff like that. Like I've always watched Walking Dead that way. And the biggest complaints I hear about Walking Dead are because people are watching it week to week, and there are always those slow episodes where, you know, nothing. They say nothing happened this week. Yep. But when I watch it, I might watch four episodes in a row, and that one's in the middle. So yep. I don't get that feeling. I get. Yep. The bookended big episodes. You're reading the trade collection. Yeah. Instead of reading the monthly comic, you're reading the trade collection. Right. You know, the, the, the collected trade paperbacks. So, so I feel like I'm enjoying the show more watching it that way than I would watching it week to week. Yeah. But I also like having it something stretched yeah. out. And it'd be interesting well, to see which way it ends up going. Um, 
there's no there's no telling because again as a kid I never could have predicted we'd be where we are now so it'd be interesting to see but looking at the clock on the wall so we don't get lost we are down to only two or three minutes left correct uh, we're down to about five minutes we're down to five yeah, minutes yeah, so, so any last comments mark. on this topic before we move on to I the, can tell if Matt wants to say something you kind of reached a point um you know I'm yeah I, I guess it kind of ties back into this it, if I was to do anything to take this whole thing one step further it would be movies just coming straight to on demand all of them like I, I don't want to have to go to a theater anymore let me rent your movie the day it comes out for $20 and me and all my friends sit down and we watch it but then you'd never watch any movies because you just sit on Imgur on your phone well, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> true then, I'd still watch and then all during the, the movie you're I still watch all the Marvel like, movies though and I mean, it just goes in like it's a fact that you have to go to the theater to watch it the, in a the timely bigger, manner makes you go see it the bigger I mean, screen the bigger screens at home and audio systems are helping that's yeah. making that a reality <laughs> when, when you had when your biggest screen at home was 20 inch Mm-hmm. There was a reason to go to the theater. Now, if you've got a 70 or 80 inch television at home, which is not that expensive these days. For you, yes. Yeah, for us, the rest of us, it is. Well, I mean, we're all going to get you to buy one together. Compared to yeah. what it would have been years ago, that's <laughs> yes. what I'm saying. It's, it, it's something well, that you could. I think also the three month turnaround time for most movies to go from in the movie theater to on demand to rental like type stuff, I think that's also leading to what Matt was saying. Just release it to us right there yeah that's ridiculous and I mean I'd still go see all the Marvel movies because I want to see those on the big screen and stuff but like, there are movies that come out in between like a lot of comedies and stuff that I'm not going to pay this money per yeah. person to go see but like if me and my friends could sit down when the new Kevin Hart comedy comes out pay $20 and we all get to sit in my living room and watch it I'd do that as long yeah. as you make everybody check their cell phone at the door when they show up at yeah, your but house if it's a bad movie how do you ask for your money back though Jesus, write an angry email. Well, this you make was horrible. I want my twenty bucks back. You make everybody uh, pitch in so you don't feel as bad when you when you lose out. The problem that is, I can see pirating being a huge problem. Yeah, I feel like it's already it's such already, a problem. It's already, it's already, so it's yeah, like, that's, that's, that's true. As soon as it went, I mean, it was always a problem. As soon as it went digital, it became even more. But yeah, I, I see the point. All right, so as a wrap up for the week, what's our B man question of the week for next time? Well, speaking of flashbacks, I grew up in Boston, as you might have guessed. My accent. I think I have, I have an accent. Do I? Yeah, just a bit. I do. Okay. Just a bit. And you there's a khakis. I do. Have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there was a show, early '80s, late '70s, called The Creature Double Feature. Okay. I believe you heard of that. I've heard no? of The Creature Double Feature. So the question is easy: Who is the king of the monsters? King of the monsters. Yes. Any kind of monster. The king. Anything that can show up on a creature feature. Yes. Type thing. Who All is right. the real king? So can Nick, Man, and I answer it since we probably won't be on next week? You can. How much time do we have left on the clock? We are at forty-two. About forty-three no, minutes. No. Or, All right. You can. It sounds like without it. explanation, you could give who you think it's going to be. I thought Shane Nick was the monster. Put on can Nick be the monster? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I guess sure. So without explanation, who do you, if you have an immediate thing that jumps to mind? I mean, obviously it's Godzilla because he's huge. His subtitle is King of the Monsters. Exactly. That's true. I mean, come yeah. on. It's hard for me to think past that. I'm going to go with a classic for me, King Kong. Okay. Okay. And mentioning that, that leads us into next week's topic, just so everybody knows and can be prepared. Next week's our special eighth episode. So uh, be prepared. We're coming. Um, the other, I guess he's King of the Apes versus Godzilla's King of the Monsters. But Fair enough. Um, even so, there's probably an argument for that. I'll have to think about it for the week and see which one I go with. All right, for John Paul, B man, Nick, uh, Brian. Oh, we're out of order. It's Matt. Yeah, that order doesn't really matter. <laughs> we're out of here.